Give the Lord a hand praise this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. So here we are on part five of our goal series, and here we are wrapping it up for the month of January, and I pray that you have uh, really received something that you can apply to your life over the course of these last few weeks, and I pray that it's allowed you to begin to really focus in and prepare yourself, amen, for what's to come in the year 2018, amen? And I want to kind of just share with you some different areas that we've spoke about over the course of these last few weeks, amen. First, we uh, spoke uh, on goals, amen, in general, and then we began to spoke, speak on the power of sowing and reaping, amen. And it's important for us in order to accomplish the goals that we need, that we need to be sowing in the right areas and sowing to the right things, amen, in order to be able to reap, amen, what, we are, what we're, we're seeking after and what we're trying to reach and accomplish this year, amen. And then we begin to speak about the power of agreement and how it's important that we come in agreement, first of all, as a body and in an agreement, amen, with God's word and agreement with, with the things, the goals that God has placed in our hearts, amen. And then last Wednesday, uh, uh, Brother Zachariah shared about habits and how it's crucial and important for us to have the right habits in order to accomplish these goals, amen, that are set forth. And today in this last part of this series, amen, there's something that I want to begin to close this with, amen, and it, when it comes to accomplishing your goals, and my topic today is the power of perseverance, See, I want you to look at that because it's not uh, always important on how you start, but it's important on how you finish. Are y'all with me today? And so when we look at this, you know, many of us have goals in our life, amen, that we want to accomplish. Amen. At least I hope you do <laughs> after the, all these lessons. Amen. But some of us, unfortunately, we're lacking patience, we're lacking persistence, and we're lacking perseverance in order to be able to achieve these goals. And so I want to talk to you today about the power of perseverance because it's going to take some perseverance in your life in order to accomplish, amen, the things that you've set out to accomplish this year. You know, when it comes to the Christian life in general, amen, the Christian life, this walk that we live, amen, is a walk that we have to have perseverance, amen, in order to even be able to do this thing. Can I get an amen? It takes some persistence, amen, and it takes some perseverance. And so I want to talk to you a little bit today about perseverance and you know, in the Webster Dictionary, it defines perseverance as this. It says, to persist in a state, enterprise, or undertaking in spite of, first of all, counter-influence, counter excuse me, and in spite of opposition or discouragement. Now, this is Webster's definition of perseverance, amen, to persist 
in an undertaking to continue to go forward in a, an accomplishment that you're working towards. Are y'all with me today? In spite of other influences, and how many of y'all know we got some other influences that are contrary to what some of our goals are in this year? Hello, somebody. In spite of influences, in spite of opposition, and we all know that we're going to have some opposition, especially if we're doing the will of God, amen? You know, the young man that was opening up this morning said that, amen, that there is a, an enemy that goes to and fro, amen, like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. In the Christian life, if you're going to be effective and you're going to accomplish something, you're going to have some opposition. You might as well just, amen, get used to it. If you don't have the opposition, you're probably not doing anything. You're not a threat to the enemy. Hello. And the other one is discouragement. And all of us deal with discouragement, but perseverance is that in spite of, amen, the opposition, in spite of other influences, in spite of discouragement that each and every one of us may encounter in our lives, we still go forward, we still press on, we still move towards the goal, amen, that is inside in our lives. It's called perseverance. Somebody say perseverance. Now, a synonym, a synonym, excuse me, for the word perseverance is persistence. Somebody say persistence. Now, Webster defines persistence as this, to take a stand, to stand firm, to go on resolutionly or stubbornly. Now, some of us are real stubborn, amen? But some of us need to be stubborn for the goals that God has placed in our heart. Some of us are stubborn for all the wrong things, but we got to get stubborn for the right things. Hello, somebody. We're real stubborn when it's contrary to, amen, doing something, amen, for the kingdom. Hello, when we want to do something for ourselves, we get real stubborn. But what about when it comes to doing something for God? But it says to stand firm, to go on stubbornly. See, some of you are already set up for success right here, you stubborn, you people, you. In spite of opposition, importunity, or warning. Hello. Persistence. Now, I want you to look at this for just a moment because nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Are y'all with me today? I'm going to tell you right now, somebody that is persistent, amen, or determined can accomplish even more than those that have talent. Hello. Those that uh, are genius. Hello. Or those that are educated. Are y'all with me today? I want you to look at that, amen, because realistically, talent, amen, talent will not, amen, God is good. I wrote down the wrong thing, but God is good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Nothing, you know, is more uncommon is more common than unsuccessful man with talent. 
Talent without perseverance doesn't equal success. Are y'all with me today? There's a lot of talented people, amen, that aren't successful. There's a lot of talented people with all the talent in the world that haven't accomplished, amen, some of the things that they've been called to accomplish. Amen. Hello. And there's even some people that are geniuses. We have some geniuses. Amen. I've met some in my life that aren't accomplishing everything that I believe that God has intended and called for them to accomplish in their life. There's people with educations. Hello, somebody. There's people with all kinds of degrees and all kinds of education, amen, that are not, amen, successful in their life, amen. Are y'all with me today? But if, there, if you just have a little something called, amen, perseverance, if you just have a little something called persistence, if you're just one that can make a stand in spite of what's going on around you, if you're one that can go forward, amen, and accomplish what you've set out to accomplish in spite of everything that's against you. Hello, somebody. Are y'all with me today? See, persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. Are y'all with me today? You know, I believe my life is a, test, a testimony of that. Are y'all with me? Out of all the things that we've encountered, hello, when all the odds were against us, but we had persistence and we had perseverance. Are y'all with me? And I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to take persistence and perseverance in order to run this race that's been set before you. Fixing your eyes on Jesus. So I want to look at some scripture here today. I want to look at this story in chapter 24. And I want to share with you some steps that you need to take in order to reach your goal. You know, and kind of just to give you an idea of what's going on here in chapter 24, amen, Abraham is wanting to find a wife for his son Isaac. Abraham had now settled in this land that was promised to him, amen, and he was surrounded by those that were Canaanites, amen, and Abraham wanted a, a wife for his son Isaac, amen, in order to be able to accomplish the, the, the will of God and the vision, amen, and the promise that God had given to his life. And so Abraham begins to speak to his servant, amen, the one that was responsible for overseeing all of that he had, amen. And the Bible says it was the oldest of his servants, Amen. And the most trusted, and his name was Eleazar. And he begins to talk to him and he begins to share with him, amen, concerning uh, a goal that he had and a mission that he wanted to accomplish. And what he began to share with him is he tells Eleazar, look, we need, I need to find, a, we need to find a wife for my son, but I don't want it to be a wife of the Canaanites. In fact, I wanted to be a wife, amen, from back where we come from. Are y'all with me today? 
Now, the Bible clearly states right here in the first verse of this chapter, it says, Now, Abraham was old and advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. Verse 2 says, And Abraham said to his servants, the oldest of his household, who had charge of all that he owned, Please place your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I live. But you will go to my country and to my relatives and take a wife for my son Isaac. Amen. Now I want to stop right there for just a moment. And my first point or my first step when it comes to accomplishing this goal, because this is actually a picture of great perseverance right here in this story. Amen. This is a picture of great determination, and this is a picture of uh, great, amen, persistence. Because realistically, as we begin to look and identify of this task, amen, this looked like what was a very challenging thing to accomplish. Are y'all with me today? And so, I, but, but the first step that I want to put, and I know it may be hard to read up there, amen, or I'm just getting old, one of the two. But, amen, the first step is, amen, you've got to determine your present position. In order to accomplish the goals that you have in your life, you have got to determine your present position, amen. Now, the Bible says that Abraham was old and well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. See, I want you to realize this because you've got to know where you are before you can know where you're going. You've got to know where you are before you know where you're going. And in order to do that, you've got to ask yourself two things. You've got to say, where am I now? And what would I like to change? Or where am I now? And where would I like to end up? Are y'all with me today? Now, Abraham knew that he was old in age, and he knew that to make that journey and that trip, amen, back to that land, amen, would have been tough. But he knew that he had a servant that was very capable of doing that. And not only that, but Abraham also knew that he was, amen, very wealthy, very successful. He was blessed. The Lord had blessed him greatly and abundantly, amen. So he knew where he stood in regards to those two areas. Are y'all with me today? See, this is what we've got to realize. We've got to know where I am now, amen, where I am, hello, spiritually or emotionally or financially or physically. Hello, somebody. Are y'all with me today? And then we've got to know what, what, where we'd like to be, amen, in all those various areas. Or what would you like to be different? We're talking about goals here this morning. Are y'all with me? You've got to determine your present position. You've got to determine where you're at currently in order to know where you're going. Hello, somebody. Somebody say we're going somewhere. The next step that I want to share with you this morning is that you've got to be specific about what you want. You've got to be specific about what you want, and you've got to be specific about what you need, and you've got to be specific concerning the goals in your life. Hello, somebody. You know, realistically, when we look at this, 
you know, one thing about it is Abraham was specific concerning the type of woman that he wanted his son to marry. He says, I don't want my woman, my, my son marry no Canaanite woman. I don't want my son marrying no uh, un uncircumcised Philistine. He said, I don't want my son marrying, amen, somebody that's not equally yoked. Hello, somebody. I don't want my son marrying somebody that ain't going to be no good for him. But Abraham told Eleazar exactly what kind of wife he wanted for Isaac. He said, don't get a wife for my son from the Canaanites, girls, but instead go back to the land of my relatives and get a wife for my son. See, you got to know exactly what it is that you're shooting for. Hello, somebody. You got to know exactly, amen, what the details of the goal in mind that you have. You got to be specific. Somebody say, you got to be specific. When you talk to your God, you've got to be specific. Hello, somebody. My wife was telling me a story the other day, amen, that I thought was pretty funny, and, and it, it just so happens to go along with what I was saying, but the guys in the home back in uh, 2011, I think it was, or 10, they were praying fervently for clothes, and they began to pray for clothes, and before you know it, we get a call, and all of a sudden, we, we had a 15-passenger a, a, a church van at that time, and we got a call that says, hey, y'all need to come get these clothes, and there was this store, amen, that was... Was, uh, had nice clothes. It was over in Rockwall, amen. And and they were unloading their clothes, and this, they filled this whole van full of clothes. And these guys were there were suits, and there was all kinds of stuff for the guys. Are y'all with me today? And all kinds of stuff. And they began to get that. That whole van was loaded, amen, from top to bottom, amen. It looked like a banana nut bread run on like a Wednesday or a Sunday, amen. And so, anyways, and they had that sucker filled up. And they got home, and amen, every one of those clothes, as nice as they were, amen, and they all fit about a kid my, my son's age, about Alex, about 13 years old, 14 years old. They should have been more specific. God is good, amen. Somebody say, be specific. God is good, amen. See, we've got to ask ourselves a few things. What do I want to be? What do I want to do? What do I want to have? And then also on top of that, after we ask what, we've also got to ask why. See, it's not enough to just know what. Hello. But you need to know why. Because the what will get you started, but the why is what will keep you going. The what's what will give you a good start, but the why is what will give you a good finish. See, the why is what's going to motivate you. The why is what's going to push you. Hello, somebody. If you don't know why, you're going to give up when it gets tough. Somebody say, I need to know why. When Eleazar heard Abraham's goal, he started asking, what if this or what if that? And I'm going to tell you right now, if you listen to the what ifs of your goal, you're going to fall because of worry and because of fear. Hello, somebody. 
And you don't need to be focused on how for right now because once you figure out why, God's going to show you how. Hello. And he's going to help you solve the problems that stand in the way of your goal. My next point, amen, my next step when it comes to achieving your goals for 2018, you need to look for God's promise. Hello. See, Abraham said, the Lord brought me from the land of my relatives to this land, and he has solemnly promised me that would, he would give this land to my descendants. Amen. That's what he says. Look real quick right there. Amen. In verse 7. Put it up there on the screen. He said, the Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my birth, and who spoke to me and who swore to me, saying to your descendants, I will give this land, and I will send his angel before you, and you will take a wife for my son from there. God is good, amen? See, when you set a goal, you don't focus on the problems. Hello? But you focus on the promise. You've got to find a promise in God's word that will take you to your goal. And this is what Abraham does with Eleazar, his servant, amen. Because Eleazar starts to worry about accomplishing this goal that he's given. I mean, this is, you know what I'm saying, this is a challenging goal. And Abraham tells him about the promise that he received from God. Hello, somebody. Are you all with me today? And the size of your God determines the size of your goal. And that's what I shared when I first opened this series up. And a godly goal setting always starts with a promise of God. You don't want to look at your limitations, amen. But you've got to look at the promise of God, amen. And the next part, the next point that I want to share in step number four is, amen, that you need to ask God to help you. You need to ask God to help you. Hello, somebody. What we begin to see here in the scriptures Amen. In, in chapter 12, if you'll put it up there real quick. We begin to see Eleazar asking God to help him. He says, oh, Lord God of my master Abraham, he prayed, please give me success today and show unfailing love to my master Abraham. See, once you've found God's promise in God's word, you've got to pray and ask God for success. Hello, somebody. Amen. How many of y'all know it's okay to pray for success? Amen. If you're not praying for success, then what's the alternative? Are you going to pray for God to make you a failure? Hello, somebody. And I don't know about you, but I'm not. I'm praying for God to make me successful. And Eleazar clearly shows us that it's okay to ask God for success in accomplishing a goal as long as our motives are right. Are y'all with me? When your success helps people, hello, or when it honors God, praying for success doesn't become a selfish act. Are y'all with me? God is so good, amen? God is so good. You know, there's three times in this group of scriptures all the way, amen, to verse 52 where you see him pray. 
You see him pray when he starts. You see him pray when he arrives. Amen. In Nahor. And you see him pray in verse 52 when he's in front of Rebecca's family. Amen. So my question to you today is this. Are you praying about your goals? Are you praying about your future? Hello. Are you praying about the dreams or are you just kind of keeping them to yourself? Amen. Because there's a few things that prayer will begin to reveal concerning your goals. Are you all with me? First, they reveal how serious you are about your goal. <laughs> if you don't pray about them, how many of y'all know you're probably not, you don't really care a whole lot about them. And if you just pray about them once, they're, they're just, they're, they're, they're not a desire, but they're just a whim. Hello, somebody. You, amen. You see this guy pray three different times concerning this. Amen. The other things your prayer reveals is how much you're depending on God in order to reach your goals. And if you never pray about your goals, amen, are y'all with me? And you never pray about these things, and you're not depending on God in order to accomplish them. And the more you depend on God, the more you'll pray. Hello. So my question to you, are you praying about them? Are you depending on God? Are you relying on the Lord? My next point, amen. Number five, you got to identify the barriers. You got to identify the barriers. The servant said to him in verse five, it says, what if the woman does not want to return to me to this land? Hello. See, this is what you got to ask yourself sometimes. You got to say, why haven't I reached my goal already? Amen. What are the barriers? What are the obstacles? What are the roadblocks in your way? See, you've got to begin to evaluate this. You've got to begin to look at what it's going to take in order to accomplish this. Hello. And, and we look here in, in, this, in this chapter 24, and Eleazar had a number of barriers to his goal for finding a wife for Isaac. Amen. First of all, he had to figure out how to get to a country that he had never been to. He had never been there. Abraham had been there, but he had never been there. Amen. And then he had to find the right woman that he had never even met before. Are you all with me today? So he's going to a country that he's never been to, and he's trying to find a woman that he's never, ever met. And then he had to convince this woman that he had never met to go back with him to a country that she had never been to. And then on top of that, she had to convince her to come back with him and then to marry a complete stranger who was Abraham's son, Isaac. And not only did he have to convince her, amen, in order to marry a man that he had never even met, but then he had to convince, amen, her parents to let her go. That's a little bit of perseverance. Are y'all with me today? Most of us would call that mission impossible. I'm going to a place I've never been. I'm supposed to meet some woman I've never met. 
And I've got to convince her to come back with me to a land she's never been to and marry somebody she's never met. And then I've got to begin to talk her parents into it as well. That's a challenging thing to accomplish. But this is a man that was focused. This was a man that was about his master's business. This was a man that was determined in order to accomplish it. Are y'all with me today? So he evaluated his barriers, amen. The obstacles that it took in order to accomplish it, amen. And the next step, which is step six, he began to create a plan. Hello, you got to create a plan. See, some of us create a plan to do some of the wrong things in our life. We got it all mapped out. Step by step, play by play. Hello. Are y'all with me today? We got a plan on how we're going to go and, amen, sin. But what about a plan to succeed? What about a plan to be blessed? What about a plan to accomplish? Are y'all with me today? In Genesis 24 and 12, he says... Amen. If you'll, if you'll go there with me real quick. He says, he said, O Lord, the God of my master, Abraham, please grant me success today and show loving kindness to my master, Abraham. Behold, I am standing by the spring, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now may it be that the girl to whom I say, please let down your jar so that I may drink, and who answers, drink, and I will water your camels also. May she be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have shown loving kindness to my master. See, this guy right here had a pram. Hello. Here he is. His plan was to take these ten camels and have them kneel down outside the city, amen, and wait for this young lady to come, amen, at the hour, amen, that they would come to draw water. And he was going to ask for a drink of water, amen. And if she was willing to give him a drink, amen, hello, somebody, that might have been the right one. And then he says not only that, but if she was willing to offer, amen, in order to give my camels, amen, some water. Now, I don't know if you realize this, but camels drink a whole lot, amen. If she came with a bucket of water, amen, first of all, she's sharing a drink with a complete stranger. Hello, somebody. See, he knew what kind of woman he was seeking after. Hello, somebody, amen. And so here we are, and then, and, and then he says, and then she, if she'll water my camels, now you're talking about 10 camels. Camels. I don't know how many buckets of water a camel can drink, but this lady was would have to be willing, amen, in order to, to, to be able to pull up a whole lot of buckets. Are y'all with me today? Some of y'all need to grab a hold of that scripture when you go looking for a wife. Yeah, or a husband. Hello. God is good, amen. God is good. That was the kind of woman that Eliezer was looking for. A woman, first of all, who was kind. 
Amen. I'm going to turn this sermon into a marriage sermon. A woman who was generous. Hello. A woman who had a servant's heart and was willing to help somebody in need and who could go the extra mile. And you know what? His plan worked. Hello. Because this woman named Rebecca offered Eleazar a drink of water. And then she offered to water his camels also. And see, as you make your plans in order to overcome your barriers and to achieve your goals, I want you to ask yourself two questions. How do I intend to get there once I know what my goal is and how long will it take? Are you all with me? Because the second question is going to determine your schedule, your deadlines, amen, your timetable. And this is going to help you think through a course of action. Amen. Now, you might be thinking, this is a whole lot of work. Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you, amen, you're right. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some time. Amen. See, that's why 95% of Americans have no written goals. Are you all with me today? Now, I figured we could relate to this story because, you know, when it comes to a woman... We get motivated, guys, and encouraged, and all of a sudden, we're ready to do whatever it takes. We've got all kinds of determination. Hello. But I want you to look at that in some of your other goals in life. Are you all with me today? Some of the other things you have, some of the things for God, are you all with me? God is so good, amen. You know, I had shared this before, but you can either drift through life or you can be directed through life. Hello. I don't know about you. I don't want to just drift. Worship team, y'all can come up here. But I'm going to ease into it today, amen. So don't rush me. The next step, step number seven, we've got to be patient and persistent. Amen? See, this is the challenge that people have. People are either not patient enough, they're not persistent enough. Amen? They don't persevere enough. See, because nothing great is ever accomplished without persistence and patience. Because in order to be successful, your dreams must translate into work. Hello. I know y'all don't like that. That's a four-letter word that y'all don't like. Work. Amen. Hello. Are y'all with me today? But your dreams and your goals got to translate into work. The people who succeed in life are the people who are willing to do what they don't feel like doing. And they're not mastered by their moods, hello, but they're mastered by the master. See, Eleazar was motivated to serve his master, Abraham. You and I have to be motivated in order to serve our master, our heavenly father.
his drive, his determination, his persistence. Amen. And this was a fun story. Some of us, we, you know, I know some of you are trying to plan how you're going to get your next wife and you're going to see if you can find 10 camels or whatever and all that. <laughs> Amen. But that's not really what the moral of the story is, okay? Hello. You need to remember, does it glorify God as was it the will of God? Hello. Are you with me today? Yeah, I, I was a little skeptical about preaching this sermon to the, you know, because the homeboys and homegirls are here. But I, you know, hello. God is good, amen. But the Lord is good. But Eleazar was a man that was, uh, you can play, of great patience and perseverance. Not quite so loud. And he saw his patience, a little bit softer, son, in choosing the right woman by making a detailed plan. Amen. I want you to go put up there verse 21 real quick. Verse 21 of that chapter 24. I'm making you work back there, I know. He said, meanwhile, the man was gazing at her in silence to know whether the Lord had made his journey successful or not. Amen. Can you go to the next verse? When the camels had finished drinking, the man took a gold ring weighing a half a shekel and two bracelets for her wrist weighing ten shekels in gold and said, whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room for us to lodge in your father's house? She said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. Again, she said to him, we have plenty of both straw and feed and room to lodge in. Then the man bowed low and worshiped the Lord. And he said, blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken this loving kindness and his truth towards my master. As for me, the Lord has guided me in the way to the house of my master's brother. Next verse. Then the girl ran and told her mother's household about these things. Now Rebekah had a brother whose name was Laban, and Laban ran outside to the man at the spring. And when he saw the ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrist, and when he heard the words of Rebekah, his sister, saying, This is what the man said to me. He went to the man, and behold, he was standing by the camels at the spring. And he said, Come in blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside since I have prepared the house and a place for the camels? And so the man entered the house and then Laban unloaded the camels and he gave straw and feed to the camels and water to wash his feet and the feet of the men who were with him. But when food was set, now I want you to look at this verse right here. But when food was set before him to eat, he said, I will not eat until I have told my business. And he said, speak on. Amen. There's something that I want you to look at right there for just a moment. Amen. 
in that verse. Hello. God is good. See, in order to accomplish his goal, he was going to put off receiving gratification. He says right here, he says, the food was put before him. But he said when the food was set before him, he said, uh, no, I'm not going to eat until I have told my business. Hello, somebody. See, a lot of us, we want instant gratification. We want instant results. We want instant success. Hello, somebody. But sometimes we've got to learn to push through. Go to the next verse real quick. So he said, I am Abraham's servant, and the Lord has greatly blessed my master so that he has become rich, and he has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and servants and maids and camels and donkeys. Now Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master in her old age, and he has given him all that he has. Here he is. He's convincing the family right now. He's convincing her. Hey, you got to let me take, the, take her back. We're blessed. We're rich. Hello. My master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I live, but you shall go into my father's house and my relatives and take a wife for my son. Amen. If you'll stand to your feet. God is good. Amen. See, if you're really going to reach your goals in life, sometimes you got to delay gratification. Amen. You have to do the tough things instead of the fun thing. Hello. you got to do the right thing instead of the pleasurable thing. And the reason that that's so hard is because most of us don't want to delay gratification. Hello, somebody. Our attitude is this. I want it, and I want it right now. And if we can't afford it, guess what? We put it on a, a credit card. Hello, somebody. That's the society we live in. Are y'all with me today? But it's important to learn this because any goal that's worth achieving is going to have obstacles in its way. Hello. And any goal that's worth achieving is going to have difficulties and it's going to take perseverance in your life. See, we're talking about the power of perseverance this morning. You're going to have to learn to persevere sometimes. You're going to have to stand even against opposition. You're going to have to stand firm even against challenges. Hello, somebody. And you're going to have to pay the price. So my question to you today is, are you willing to pay the price to receive your goal? Are you willing to pay the price? Not everybody's willing to pay the price. Hello. Not everybody's even willing to pay the price to live this Christian life. Lift your hands to heaven. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today in the name of Jesus. Just pray with me for a moment. Lord, we just ask you, Father, this morning for perseverance, God. We ask you for persistence. We ask you for patience this morning, God, as we go forward. Lord, I thank you, God, for what's coming this year. I thank you, Lord, for what's going to be released in our lives. I thank you, Father God, for all the provision, God, that's going to take 
to accomplish it, God, and that you're going to provide it, Lord. Come on, just press in with me for just a moment. Father, you are so worthy, my King, God. Come, Holy Spirit. Father, don't let us grow weary in doing good, Lord God. Don't let us get discouraged, Lord God. Don't let us, Father God, get impatient, Lord God. Hallelujah. But, Father God, come, my King, and have your way, Jesus, today, God. Oh, you're so worthy, God. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord God. 